Hello, hello, hello. Welcome along to Benchcast. I'm your host, Neville O'Donoghue. Today I'll be talking to former Cork hurler Diomino Sullivan. He'll be talking about his career with Cork, looking ahead to his role in the Cork management, his time playing rugby with Highfield and Middleton, also his time playing Gaelic football with his club Cloyne, and many more things. Give it a listen. Enjoy. Diomino, how are you? Good evening, yourself. Not too bad. First off, thanks hey. a million. Thanks a million for coming on the show. Uh, I suppose, as I say, uh, I would have grown up watching you, so it's great to have one of Cork's finest on. But um, talking, I suppose, before we get into the main stuff, dear mate, what are you at yourself nowadays? Um, I was on the phone to you during the week, and you're you were up the walls with stuff, and you're you're helping with the Dunkline uh, bypass and stuff. But what are you doing day to day? Yeah, look, I suppose what my my company there were involved with um with a number of projects in Cork. Um, but I suppose, look, I might, from my own perspective, I, I, I'm involved in a brand there that's been recently um, recently launched, launched in Ireland called Mind. Um, I suppose what's Mind is going to, is your next question. Look, it's a new functional beverage to the Irish market, I suppose, really, that'll, that'll aid wellness and recovery. Um, you know, we, we, we saw an opening in the, in the market because consumers need a change level in Ireland. Um, you know, people are leading more increasingly stressful lives and looking for healthy ways to to, to feel good, I suppose. Um, you know, they're thinking about more balanced lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. And look, the customer needs, consumer needs are leading towards a functional beverage and are probably willing to invest in, in premium fucking products, you know. Yeah. So we looked at that market, um, myself and a number of other lads. Could we put anything into that market that would that would help people or are help people's changing needs. Um, so we came up with the idea of mind. It's a, it's not a soft drink. It's not, it's not alcohol. It's not in the alcohol section. Um, I suppose it's, it's clearly aimed at wellness and recovery. And as we know in the Irish market and, and the way people are at the moment, wellness and recovery is, um, it's a huge part. Uh, it, it's a huge talking point in Irish society at the moment. So if there's ever a time we had to get a product off the ground, it's no, um, you know, it's a number of years in the making. Um, we've launched three flavors to the Irish market. Um, what are you supposed to look? And, and who, who, who's involved with you, Dermot? How did it come about? And the other thing, yeah. is, it, is it a healthy drink? Like, because I remember Powerade back in the day, but that was full of sugar, like, you know. So. And I, I look, I suppose, yeah, I take the second part first level, right? Yeah. Um, this is as healthy as anti you put into your uh, as anti you put into your body, right? I suppose the difference the differentiating factor here for us is it contains twenty five milligrams of CBD, right? Um, which is which is rapidly becoming um a very important ingredient worldwide within within the within the, the beverage beverage industry. But look, we we seem to have a crack yet. Um, you know, it's um. To answer your question, right, it's plant-based, it's THC-free, it's vegan certified, there's only 10 calories per, per can. Look, it takes a, it, this, this takes a hell of a lot of boxes, only 3 grams of sugar. It's Look, it, it takes a lot, a lot of boxes for a lot of people. Um, can, you get, can you get in super value in all those places now, or where can you get it if I was to get it? Yeah, look, our, our, our distributors are um, our distributors are, are starting to work on that. We have an open number of number of people, and they're working on that at the moment. So yeah, over the next week, ten days, it should be popping up on shelves. Um, so look, it's an exciting project for for us involved, as myself, 
Alan Quinlan's involved with us, Keen Cowley, the MMA fighters involved, Brian Hurley, the Cork footballer, is doing a bit for us. And there's a number of other lads in Chicago where this is where this is developed. We're all car people, interestingly. Um, there's an idea founded. So look, it came together after nearly three and a half years. Uh, but we're we're delighted to have it here. We're absolutely delighted to have it here. People will ask you what the CBD CBD do. As I said, it's THC free, so you won't be going out getting high anytime soon. Yeah. It, it's actually water compliant. This yeah. this is one hundred percent water compliant, which um which no other no other brand in the market can actually stand over. Yeah. So we're looking at that. Um, it, it takes that box. So me as a sporting person, I can uh, I can go and take it. As I said, it's the only isolate in the market that is that is CBD, but that is uh, water compliant. What does it do? Look, I just give you a quick summary. I just give you a quick brief on it. Right. It uh, it calms and it's calming. It's rejuvenating. It helps your immune system. It increases your focus. It's antioxidants rich, which is which is a big one. It is digestion, healthy skin, hydrating. And obviously there's a recovery aspect to it as well. Um, the sleep aspect. Look, it takes a lot of boxes. It might take them all for everyone, but everyone's system works differently, as we know. So look, right. we're delighted. We're delighted. Look, again, it's aimed at focus, recover, unwind, chill, sleep. It's it's aimed at a lot of things, right? Uh... It's um as I said, it's not one of these. Power aid type things or anything. It's a it's a new um well, it's a new well sorry. Make, make, well make sure to send me a free batch and I'll make sure to uh, get them out Absolutely. there and tag them for it's, you. It's funny enough we um I've your name in a couple of sample boxes there at the moment just, just right. to get off. You'll have that with before the end of the week. The lads in the house will be delighted that I'm after sorting them out with a few drinks today. But, um, oh, so, absolutely, 100%. So that's, so that's your baby on the side then, Dermot. And what are you doing that's then? Right. Did, did, you, did, you, did you qualify or did you get a trade? Or what, what are you actually working at then? Because like? I suppose EGA players have to have a, a an income outside of the guy, like, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I suppose, look. This will be this probably will be the main one over the next couple of weeks. Um, probably look, I'd be very very lucky if I buy a company called Lagan Lagan Materials of Open Carry Tool. Okay. Um, they're a Dublin-based company. Look, I've been there sixteen years. Where as I said, we're involved in a lot of projects, building road road networks. They're actually in the city at the moment. Um, doing all the work for the for the the new takeout areas and seating areas. So. We're actually involved in that project, the, the, re, the resurfacing of all them streets for breathing out. And then there's obviously the Duntetel project where we're heavily involved in that at the moment. So look, we're mainly construction-based delivery materials, et cetera, et cetera, concrete, Asheville, Paramacadam, aggregate, whatever you want. Where that, That's our business, you know? And um, finally, before we move on with the My Odd Drinks as well, just to go back to it, was it a guy from, you said it's American-based. Was it some guy got onto you in America and he said, look, let's get a few Cork GA players, let's get Alan Quinton, let's get a few Ian board, and now, and why do you think there's a gap in the market for this as well? Like, um, I suppose, look, I suppose Mind was developed, uh, as we spoke about, with the idea, look, that we felt the customer, consumer needs were changing, right? The idea of you said there was about going away from the sugar rushes, the... Look, I'm not going to knock any drink, right? I, I, that's not my game. My game is to talk about hours, not and what hours can do different to others. But we, um, as I said, the, the, the needs are changing within the market. The, like health, fitness, well-being, they're they're all being they're all being highlighted at the moment. And yes, there is a couple of products on the Irish market that tick that box. But look, we really felt in Ireland, 
there, there, there's a huge opening for it. So how mine came about was um, a couple of very, very good friends of mine in Chicago um, who operated in the property business and bits and pieces who were sporting orientated and um, have had involvement with Keegan Cowley, the MMA fighter, who, who they do a lot with. And it was probably a brainchild formed over a conversation between a number of people having a few beers in Chicago, really. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. MMA fighters, they've been taking CBD with the last 10, 12 years. It aids recovery, it, it aids pain, it aids a lot of things for them. So they've been taking it with a long time. So it developed a conversation that then I became involved when I was over there in the conversation. It, it, it's funny how things develop over a couple of years, you know, and four, yeah, four yeah. years later, and four years later, now you have a product in the Irish market that is that we believe will be a game changer. Right. And it, you're you're probably saying to me here, just that's a bit optimistic, because it but the room for growth within the CBD market there is huge. And I think over the next twelve to twenty four months, people will really understand what I'm getting at. Will you be Will you be encouraging the cork lads to have it? Like, is it a kind of recovery drink after training? Oh, you can recall absolutely. It is one hundred percent age recovery. Yeah. Um, you know, a hundred percent of age recovery. It, as I said, it takes a lot of box, and recovery yeah. is definitely one of them. Well, look, I'll definitely send it on to me, and I'll definitely put it up a few times and get it out for you. So, I'll, I, it's interesting. I look forward to see how that develops, like you know. But I suppose, yeah, and look, just as a whole, it's an interesting market, right? It's different. It's not your average. It's not your average thing to get involved in, really. But look, it, it's an exciting project. So, yeah, Alan, yeah. then I suppose. Alan, then when we, we met Alan, look, we need to tick all boxes. This isn't just the sporting sector or sport. We, we need to tick all sporting segments of it. Obviously, Alan from the rugby side, Brian with a bit of football. Um, he and I suppose involved in the MMA, that, that's now a huge sport. So, look, we've obviously other people brought on board, which I probably not, I, I don't want to put out there at the moment. We're in the, the wellness area and, uh, of things throughout the countrywide. So they they'll be coming on stream and and their their face and the brand will be popping up with them over the next couple of weeks too. All right, I suppose then, dear, but we better want to the stuff that I suppose everyone wants to hear about is uh, Cork at Absolutely, the moment. Yeah. You're back, you're back tomorrow, and it's been a long hard winter for everyone. I suppose I was talking to Bill Cooper, actually a good friend of mine. He was my first guest on the show, and um, I suppose you're delighted to be back tomorrow. Delighted, Neville, but we feel privileged as well. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people in society still struggling, still haven't got to see their loved ones outside of the county bones and bits and pieces. So we're very privileged as a group to get the opportunity to go back training the other night or tomorrow night. So we grasp the nettle with both hands. We take the opportunity that's presented with us and, and drive forward for the season coming, you know. Don O'Grady, uh, how good is it to have him back? Oh, it's really pleasing. Look, um, to have a guy of Don's experience and and to be able to add value to our our, our setup, um, you know, it's a big, big step. It, it's a big step for us as a, as a management team that was there to have Don come in to, to be able to lean on. And for also from the players, um, he'll bring he'll bring a lot of experience to the players. And you know, he won't be um, he won't be shy in bringing forward his ideas to the players. And the players, I, I hope, will uh, reciprocate the information he's giving, and we, and we get the best out of it. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, he was definitely. I remember him like he was. He was a great manager, and he's a former principal as well, like didn't he? But um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the I suppose the big blockbuster question I have to ask you, dear, when I look for a headline is yeah. um, the the Dublin footballers during the week because that just the the internet exploded when that came out. Like you know, like um, what you like. What do you think of that? Because I know, well, you've been very much sticking to the rules. And I see Monaghan got caught as well. Like, you know, do you think 
it was poor out of them or what's your two cents on that I suppose you know uh, look, I'm not going to trust on his level, right? Um, yeah. You know, all I know is, as you said there, we have we have rigidly adhered to guidelines that were set out to us. Um, we not at any stage did we feel it was the right thing because, as I said, we didn't look at ourselves in a privileged position. We look at society and the way society has uh, been suffering as a whole. So, what would have given us the right to partake in, in an exercise similar to that? Yeah. It, it, it wasn't for us. We'd made our we'd made our stance clearly early to the lads. It wasn't for us. We fully believed it wasn't for, for us. And with more importantly, the players believed it wasn't to be done either. And that was, yeah. you know, that, that was. I, 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 I just couldn't understand it, especially after Rhoda McCarthy. You know, the car footballer getting getting unfortunate. Even though I felt sorry for Rhoda McCarthy, but you'd think like no one else would have, everyone would have known after that, like, you know? Yeah, look. Um, you you can see why car footballers maybe a man and footballers would do it. Um, yeah. is there an excuse for Dublin? Absolutely not. Look, I admire Dublin. I admire Dublin football, and I have for a long, long time. I've loved the way they've gone about their business, and people will knock them because they're successful. But I actually admire their success and how they've gone about it, and how they've taken everything that's been thrown at them along the way. So, look, it's a mistake. They've um, Desi Farrell now have to pay the piper as they say for the next twelve to fourteen weeks, and. Dublin football will have to move on, but once the season will open up, I don't think anyone will remember Dublin or Monaghan training back when they shouldn't have been training, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking about Cork then, you got Donald O'Grady in and you're still involved yourself. Are we going to win yeah. in All-Ireland this year, Dermot? Oh, jeez, Neville, it's a... Yeah, it's a, that, that's a big, big question. Look, okay, the short and the long of it, look, ah, we're really, really pleased with the squad of players we have, right? Yeah. Um, some say our squad is in transition a bit and it probably is right it probably is um, we've moved a few lads on um, some will say Gee, maybe it wasn't the right thing to do but we felt as a management team we needed to change we needed to put our, our stamp on it and look the guys we moved on they've been good servants for Cork and we, we appreciate and I've no doubt Cork supporters appreciate all they've done from down through the years so look you know, it's sport. You have to move on. You you can't keep uh you can't keep fellas down forever. We're really excited by what we've put together. Um, you know, we know of a squad, right? There's probably there's a couple of different elements, but right. You mentioned like of Bill there, right? So you Bill, off the top of my head, maybe two Cadigans, Damien, Hoggy, Sham, right? Colm Splen. Sham yeah, well, Sorry, Sorry, Sham, 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 right. Yeah. <clears throat> All the guys are in the squad, right? But yeah. have massive, massive experience. A bit, not only experience, but ability and natural ability and leadership in them guys, right? Take your next level, your Fitzies, your Shane Kingston, your Mark Coleman, Luke Mead, that kind of age bracket, right? Just, they, they, they're now starting to transition into, into leaders of the squad. Sean, I don't know who these guys are. Right? They're starting to transition into leaders of the squad. Okay, they're only 23, 24 years of age, but they're in their four years already. You know, yeah, their time yeah. is ticking. Um, you like you could move on to say your Jack O'Connor's, your Dickie Dalton's, Billy Hennessy, Robbie Flynn, right? I could throw loads of names to yeah. guys who are gaining guys who are gaining massive valuable championship experience last year. We'd expect more from them this year. Um then the I suppose you have the younger lads, Shane Barrett, Alan Conley, Daniel Meany, Ty DC, they're just four guys from backbone Black Rock for County Championship, yeah. right? Plus, young Simon Kenneth from the Glender, Daryl Leary from Autograph. I, I could name check players for the next 
three quarters an hour that we have involved in our squad, right? But the most important thing for me is it's the excitement. It's the excitement of the unknown with some of these guys. It's the excitement of bringing them together for the first time tomorrow night, seeing how we can how we can gel them together and, and get the maximum out of them. You know, it's um, you know, as I said, I mentioned a few, but there's other guys in that squad, right? And they've been there for a year or two. They're going to be kicking our door though. And if we're not giving them game time and, and not being honest, then they're going to want to know why. So it's um, it's extremely exciting. It's supposed to be the biggest one here. Now the right? they're not going to be around the bush. We there's no one of the biggest positions for our, in the game of holding up for grabs is the Cork goalkeeping position. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We've two incredibly exciting young goalkeepers at the moment in the two Collinses. Um, you know, Owen Davis from um, Owen Davis from St. Catherine's another another guy, in, and young Hurley from the Bears is another, right? Yeah. So there's four, there's four guys there, young, hungry goalkeepers. Man, they're like, there's, there's big decisions for this court management team to be made on, on, on a lot of players over the next couple of months. So that's like, and I go back to right as a management team and a coaching team, right? We have to be very, um, we have to be very pleased. But right, it, it's up to us. How do we maximize potential in the group? Um, every time we train, every time we play, we need to learn. They need to learn. We need to learn off each other. It, it's extremely exciting. I, yeah, I cannot yeah. stress the excitement we have with getting back in the field because you know they have all their hard work done individually, right? It's, yeah. it's how we bring it in the play. Well, the exciting challenge. I, I definitely think Cork have the hurlers, like you know, and but I, in my opinion, I think a lot everything will literally have to go right because the problem is. I say you're up against the likes of Limerick now who have just brought the game yeah. up to another level, you know, the size of them, the fitness of them. Like, I suppose, talk to me about the other teams. I suppose, Jim, you look at Limerick, Kilkenny won't go away. I think Waterford were the team of the season last year, even though they didn't win the All Ireland. You know, it's highly competitive, usually competitive level, but it's up to us to match up. Yeah, right. We have to match up now. Um, okay, we ran temporary close. Last year, well, over Limerick and probably the worst day of the year you'll ever play Harlem, but that's fine. Yeah. Not interesting. I don't care. Don't care who won the other last year. It's not in my agenda. Um, it's what we do now, how we match up, how we get our own house in order to, as you said, to to challenge Limerick, to challenge Waterford, um, to challenge Waterford in the ninth of May, first of all, in the, in the National Harlem League. That's yeah. our first challenge. Yeah. You know, forget everything else. Forget everything else. Our biggest game. Of the season is our next game, and that yeah. happens to be what on the night to make. Yeah, and then we will be able to see where we are and where we need to go and how we do it. So, challenging Limerick, challenging Waterford, Galway's Kilkenny's for all in semi final, final place. That's, that's a long way off our thinking. Yeah, and I think we would be naive if we had in our thought right now. Our, our initial thought now is tomorrow night is the most important session of the year we're going to do, Wednesday night is the second most important. And then the following, the next session after that, and then our most important game of the year is the Waterford game internationally. I think that's all we can look for and look at at present. Yeah. Did you speaking? Uh, did you give the lads programs when they were off then, like, or how did it work? Oh yeah. Look, every guy, every guy had been given their programs. Um, to keep you know, but they they do a program for a number of weeks. That the program would be refreshed. Um, obviously the intensity of our training bits and pieces had to go up. I don't think we're a uh, I don't think I tell any tales, but I think that's what that's ninety percent of the other counties were at, giving yeah. their present specific programs to work on. And you know, to be fair to our lads, right? They've been very, very diligent and honest in their efforts in um in training way by themselves, you know. Yeah. And there's massive credit for that. Like you know and I know, training by yourself is the loneliest, hardest thing you'll ever do. 
yeah, I yeah. couldn't do it. it. It wouldn't be for me. It's definitely not for me. Um, I always have to be involved in the team environment. I'm not interested in training. Well, that's because we're heavier lads, do you remember, like, you know? So bigger, thick lads. Yeah, we'd be <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> strong around the ties. They are, yeah, they are, but it just wouldn't be for me. But, like, how they've set themselves about about their training over the last number of weeks, there's massive credit due to them, you know? Yeah, yeah. But then I, again, like, a pat in the back is only two, two feet from a kick in the hole. Yeah, it's very true, oh. yeah. yeah. You know, we, we, we'd, see, we'd see very soon. Yeah. Um, I suppose talking of the wider thing, then, and that you like, you're on about the, the training the lads do, and I suppose with Cork, he probably have a massive team of a fitness guy, analysis guy. One of my biggest gripes, I suppose, with the GA is that, like, I suppose this is the likes of Jorlock Nan, that famous Clare team. He brought it up a level. Even Babs Keaton, he did a lot for Hurling. They brought it on another level. Do you think the game has nearly gone too professional now? Because, like, you look at, we said Limerick, you look at Dublin, you have to have money to compete now. Like, I keep saying, like, look at the likes of Offaly, a great GA county. We'll never see the likes of them again, like, will we? Is it unfair in a way? Money is one thing, right? But. I always argue the point now, right? You still have to have desire as an individual, right? You yeah. still have to be willing to work on your basic skills. And you know, I know playing the game of rugby early, your basic skills are the most important skills you learn. Catching the ball, passing the ball in the game of rugby, right? Picking the ball, striking the ball in the moving game of hurling. Your basic, basic skills. Their fundamentals and their basics have been better than anyone else. And they've worked hardest no matter what money you throw into a squad. Like the squad isn't seeing the money, the squad is reaping the rewards of the money because with their training gear and their facilities and bits and pieces, 100% they're reaping the rewards uh, of that. But it's, it, it still doesn't put that want or that enthusiasm into an individual. I know, but the only thing, Dermot, is like, like there's going to a training camp over in Portugal and then there's the Offaly hurlers going for a training camp down to Cardo for the weekend. You know, there's a bit of a mismatch there, kind of, isn't there? Oh, 100%. You're yeah. right. There is, a, look, there is a reward. There's nothing better than going to train with the sun on your back. It's yeah. the best thing in the world. It is yeah. the best thing in the world training with the sun on your back. So, yeah, I, I accept your point in that. Um, you know, but unfortunately, Neville, that, that's the world we're living in. Unless yeah, the GA yeah. come in and, and cap on the, the likes of that. It's like, you see it in you see it in different sporting codes where there's, there's caps on spending and, and salaries and bits and pieces. So, Unless the GAs take that stand, unfortunately, that's, that's going to be the, the, the route it's going to continue to take. Yeah, t- t- I suppose two questions I'd ask you then is that do you believe in the tiered structure? Like I see they're trying to bring in football, particularly. And the second thing is, um, oh God, is that, oh yeah, you, you, I was kind of saying this to Bill. In my opinion, I don't think the game should ever go professional. We're probably too small. But like, yeah. do you agree that players should get perks? Like, you know, like I know. Like surely hurling has been very good to you over the years, and I know it's been good to Bill. Like you know that there should be that bit of level of being looked after as well. You know. Yeah, look, hurling has been good to me, right? And if it hasn't, I wouldn't be in a position to launch the mind drinks company that with that name of violence. It wouldn't. It would never have happened, right? So hurling has been good to me. It's given me this. It, it's always given me something, but it's now given me another opportunity. But. Players under no circumstances should players go to pockets. Um, you know, are they rewarded? Some will say they are. Some say they. Some say more. more other players are more rewarded than others. Um, but I think it's just finding that balance. Yeah, yeah. I think it's finding that balance. I remember back in our squad when um, you know, when there was lots of bits and pieces. I own and 
you know, go here, do this, do that. There was there was a fund that I think that came in and was put into the players' fund and was was um was used accordingly for the training squad throughout the year. You know, which was which which is fair. You know, I think it was a it was a very very fair way to do it. Yeah, I I, I suppose I don't want to open up that kind of worms again, but I did interview Doctor Khan there a year or two ago, and um, it's the first time in ten years in the first time in the decade that we haven't won an All-Ireland, mm-hmm. be it in hurling or football. Yeah. And do you think that time, that the time involved in the strike, like that, it kind of did a bit of damage to Cork? Because, well, it did a lot of good too, because stuff were addressed. But do you think that that kind of, it put us back a bit that, uh, you know, like the likes, look at where Limerick were. Limerick are now, they went away and did a lot of work and they're underage and now they're reaping the benefits. Do you think maybe oh, that Absolutely. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And I think that's where we lost, that's where we took our right off the wall. Yeah, yeah, it looks that way. We took a right off the ball. Limerick had um, Limerick had a massively successful period in underage, right? I got involved in underage nearly, oh, what, in the development squad system, probably the best part of eight, ten years ago, maybe at this stage. But I'm nine single legs at Darfur Given, Sean O'Leary Hayes, Niall O'Leary, Shane Kings. All these guys know what Limerick were then two or three four years further down the line. Like, we have wonderful talent. From the age of eighteen to twenty-one, at the moment, we see with the Cork under twenty hurlers what Pat Ryan is available to, right? Yeah, yeah. They all came through the development squad system, bar a few who worked their way through the club system, which still has to be the way, right? Yeah. It's the only way the school system, the school system, with the college system, or whatever, with the college system, but the club way, it still has to be the way in my eyes, right? But so you can see the results are there from. But it was just that couple of years today. I don't think the strike would have anything to do with it. I just think we had taken right off the ball and were naive that we could keep producing players at a high level without, you know, without investing in the into the future of Cork hurling. Yeah, you must and be, football for, and foot and football for that matter. You know. Yeah, you must be delighted with um uh, Tomas Aleri on a few weeks ago, and it's great to see that um the likes of Christians now he ran about the schools that have produced a very good hurling team. You know, that would have been yeah. traditionally rugby. You know, but it just shows yeah. that you can do both. Like you know. Oh yeah, look, Don Lomani is a guy I know very, very well and a massive time for his involved. He's involved in their um he's promoting hurling in a very, very big way within the city schools, which would have been traditional rugby schools, right? But yeah. again it goes to show you like two of last Waters All Ireland starting team last year were in were in there over the last twenty four months, you know. Right. So and there's and there's a number of car, current guys in the Cork squad who have come through the school there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. school the school's hurling in the Hearty Cup all that they've always when Cork were good and successful, right? They were always backbone by three, four, five guys who've come from Hearty Cup winning teams over a number of years. And I think that's that's we look, we, it just fell down. Look, the, the, we can trash it out, we can talk about it. The system broke, it fell down. Everyone took the right off the ball, but no, I think what's gone is gone. <coughs> Excuse me, what's gone is gone. Um, I think we can re- be really, really positive. The future of hurling and football. You look at the success of English football and minor football and football. I, I think no Cork is in a position that where we can really challenge and be successful yeah. on both fronts again. Well, hopefully. So I suppose that's that's the current day Cork set up. But like I suppose, Jim, we better talk then about your own time with Cork. Um, you won three All Irelands and I think you four All Stars. Um, it was an incredible period. I remember Cork hurling because being from y'all, I was right on the border that time and going up to yeah. Torlas. Like the whole Waterford Cork thing, it was a massive rivalry, and then thankfully he managed to get those three All Irelands. I remember ninety nine. I remember I was only a young fella, and I remember that time, Shawnee McGrath was it? He knocked. Yeah, Mark Shawnee. Yeah, and Jody knocked it into the goal against Clare, and it was you would. I think 
Clare won the All Ireland, and or no, they didn't win. In, they won in ninety five, ninety seven, didn't they? But still, Clare were the team yeah, to beat yeah, Munster. Yeah. You know, so like hundred percent. But didn't you? Like, what was but the last thing I asked, didn't you? Wasn't that a great Cork minor team? The team that went on to win the ninety nine All Ireland, then wasn't it? Did you come yeah, through that? Like, I, I actually didn't play on that minor team. I played the year after, but like that team was backboned, right? It was backboned by a successful Cork minor team. But on that Cork minor team, there was there was what? Oh, I think there was nine or ten or eleven guys that won half the cup medals either nineteen ninety four and nineteen ninety five. So it was backbone through the school system. Like it was, it was, that was an incredible team. And then it went through to the backbone at an under twenty, a successful under twenty one period. And then we, you know, we all transitioned together. We all moved through together. You know, it was that. It was a great. It was, it was a very very successful period. Yeah, ninety five yeah. onwards. You know, ninety seven, ninety eight, the under twenty one. Obviously, then ninety nine being the big one, so you're four years there, kind of building up to it. It was probably the worst All Ireland final I ever watched in ninety nine. Though was it thirteen points to twelve? Was it or something? And, and his gas, right? And like, yeah. I like. suppose everyone's been the same over the last twelve months. You're looking for you're you're, you're searching the internet for something new to watch in different games of all sorts, right? Any sport, but I actually sat down. I watched it there again. Ah, oh, a number one, a number of uh, I'd say it was. Probably April, May last year, maybe I did during the first lockdown, you know. Oh, just was horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely terrible. And I remember within the court group, there was, oh, there was a, who was on? There was something, there must have been a Laker Gale or something on, and there was a bit of a track going on on the court groups. And like Patrick Hargan threw a text into him. Jesus Christ, what's on Teddy? What are these fellas saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If I was there hurling early in these days, I get twenty goals a game. Just on yeah. side, I reckon. But you I know, remember, you are like, go ahead. I, I remember. Um, geez, there was some great hurlers. So I remember my two heroes growing up were. I remember he kept DJ Carey scoreless that day, and talked. I talked to me as well about Brian Corcoran, like, like, and he, it's like he was some hurler. And even that time in was it oh four or five, he won the two All, All Irelands. Yeah. You'd Rodan Kern, you'd I suppose Sean Oak, you'd John Gardner, like you know, it was just a serious cock team, right? Yeah, we 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 the twins, Timmy Mack, yeah. Wayne Sherlock, we'd we serious, serious players. Um but serious players who kind of grown up together, yeah. you know. Yeah. As you know, when you when you know fellas habits inside out and yeah, you know, it makes it very, very easy and very comfortable to play with, with good as you know, it's very easy to play with good players too. Yeah, yeah, and we've yeah. all played with bad players in various different sporting teams and bits and pieces. But when you play with good players, it makes it life a lot easier. Um, yeah. But you know that that like Brian was Brian had a desire and a dedication. Okay, he had the skill level, but like to what he did after all three to come back in all four and all five, like it was it was um, it was an incredible feat because the man had been out the game a number of years, but. You know, the first night he came back training, there was just an aura about him. Like, I played with him. I trained yeah. him for, I trained in 97, 98, 99, right? Yeah. In he went for a couple of years. And when he came back in, like, the, 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 the excitement he bought, brought to the newer lads in the panel, Brian Cork, and I give it still the same Brian Cork to me, but it, it was it was just wonderful to have him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the, only, yeah. the only problem I had is it was, it was me against him every single night we played, played a match of training. Yeah. It was my hardest problem. But yeah. I always say, I always said during that period, he would either make me or break me. And I remember every night we'd go to play and we'd be put on each other. He's getting no score off me tonight. Yeah. It was always in my head. Brian Corkin is not getting the ball off me tonight. And it stood to me over the course of the number of seasons because I knew how good he was. Yeah. I remember he often said to me, I'm trying to get myself on the team here. And I said, not my problem, Brian. I said, 
I'm trying to get myself out of the team. That's the way we went about our business. We like yeah. extremely tough. Extremely, we we great hustled that period of time, you know. Yeah, and then I suppose talking about your club, then Dermot, is that um, I suppose Donald Cusack, you you were Christ, you would have shoulders with him for how many years? Are you would you still be in contact with Donald Logue? And I suppose would you be in contact with many of that Cork team now, like you know, and um, like yeah, I suppose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I see. I see Donald Logue regular enough, obviously. Um, you know, but. I suppose the, the thing is, like, we would, like, a lot of fellas would have been in contact. But again, look, this thing is kind of over the last 12, 14 months. It, it, it's just not made it easy. But, you know, you meet lads on a regular occasion and you can always walk up and, like, not, it, there's that acknowledgement. We soldier together. We won together. We lost together. You know, there's, there's that respect. Um, You know, you necessarily didn't have to get on with a guy to play with a guy or win with a guy. But you always have that respect for each other. When the need when when the need was greatest, he was there, or you were there, or whatever the case may be, you know. Yeah, yeah. And what about that, that was the competitive? Oh, any good hurlers coming through Cloy now at the moment? Like, um, so are you still you're still senior? Are you, you senior B? Yeah, there's the yeah. senior A and senior B kinder senior B at the moment. Um, yeah. again, look, the club's going through a transitional period. The um, you know, there's um, could be my first time since 1995 that. I won't be partaking in a in a senior hurling team. Um, oh, it's just it's a personal it's a personal choice. I might play a bit of junior maybe later on the year at some stage, but you know, I I I I've played in every championship game since nineteen eighty five. How I don't know to avoid injury and bits. I'm sorry, I missed one game through injury. Sorry, I missed two games, one through injury, one through suspension from the, the previous year. So there's only two championship teams, starting teams I ever made, and there were the reasons why since ninety five. So it's the first year I won't play. Senior hurling, um, I just don't have time for it. And the yeah. club and the way the the guys are dedicating themselves to training with themselves again is huge. So they need to progress that. And actually, don't know the number of lads, former players are involved in it. So yeah. we'd be expecting big things from the club for the season. Yeah. Um, but in my own respect, look, I might play with a junior uh, as the year opens up. Maybe just have a bit of fun, enjoyment, and. I give my, my kids the opportunity to see me have a bit of fun in the field yeah, rather than yeah, yeah. Having, to, having, having to do things that I shouldn't be doing in early 43 years of age, you know. Yeah. Just enjoy myself and smile and come off the field with a smile in your face. Did you come Did you come from a football background originally? Was Gator football your first sport, no? Because I remember... I, I, I remember right when I was in national school, juvenile, I, I did prefer football. Um, I was I actually, you know, I actually felt I was very comfortable and very good at football, but I suppose until I Went into the CBS in Middleton. That's really where the, the hurling took off. Um, from from a couple of guys there, Eamon O'Neill out in Ladies Bridge there, he'd been a teacher inside the CBS Terry O'Brien there. He's a van There's a couple of guys there, they were hurling driven and hurling mad people. And you know, once they got into the CBS in Middleton, I think that's that's where the, the hurling really took off. Um, you know, once we got in there, but always loved the game of football, and I always firmly believe, right? Guys should play as much football. Some fellas would say, you're after hey, but hurling guys should play as much football as can because the physical contact, the toughness, the different types of movement, the, the different learnings you can get from the game of football is huge. Yeah, and yeah, it's only yeah. uh, you know, and, and I understand. I understand this. Uh, I was lucky enough to play at the high level for a while as well. So, but I'd always encourage guys like we're trying hurling in football club, right? Um, we're not trying hurling club. We're not trying football club. It's like y'all are y'all hurling the football club, right? They encourage fellas to do it. I know you would continually encourage young people, juveniles coming up to play what? 
play yeah. both until there maybe comes a time that you can't play both. But I, I firmly believe football always stood to me, you know. Absolutely. Um, who's the who's the best player you played with and played against? Oh, there's only like best player I played with by country mile is Ben O'Connor. Right. Um, pound for pound. Uh, wouldn't put anyone else up there with him. Right. Speed, pace. I guess I was talking speed, pace, his hurling, his hurling ability was setting him on. He had a nasty streak, which was unrivaled. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ben O'Connor had a nasty streak, which was unrivaled. And you are, you fueled, as I said, you fueled that with the hurling ability he had and the speed he had and his desire. He had it all. Yeah. Like Ben was, Ben was five foot 10, maybe 80 kgs, 82 kgs. But Ben O'Connor played like he was six foot four and 105 kgs. Right, yeah. You know, he's ah, pound for pound, pound for pound, the best I ever played on the field with Jack. Played with and the best I played against. Because, and I put that, like I, I, I was, I, we were looking up for successful and wonderful players down through the years at, at, at the county level, but I'd I, I bring it back to, oh, he was, the, even when Klein tussled at Newtown, pound for pound, he was the best player I ever played against as well. Oh, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, and um, no, you're probably looking, you're probably looking for a guy in the inter county scene, maybe, but look, I, I have to put him up there. I, I, I just have to put him up there. Yeah, but is there? You know? I suppose just to keep our fans satisfied, anyone outside of Cork then that you would have always had a good tussle with, or that you always or fancy the, the man across the bridge with great tussles himself and Big Dan. Oh, Dan. Um, jeez, oh, like Dan, but Dan was passionate. Like yeah. Dan was extremely passionate. Um. So you're still you're, you're still having tussles in the management sideline as well, like. So. Oh, yes, we are. He made no play for me there two years ago. He was he was taking the order. I said, Dan, you should not have an old last time you tried that. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, well, I actually got on really, really well. And Dan is a wonderful guy. You know, I've done on your way delivering Ireland. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a smashing fella. And Morris, yeah. all the all his family, all the people, are great people down there, you know. Yeah. Um, fierce tussles with Dan. Um, Seamus Pendergast and Aaron Moore. Oh yeah. Some of the she used to see the back like a double bit. Oh, he was an animal. Yeah. Oh, you could be baiting him. Yeah. You'd be hitting him all day long. No, yeah, I like, actually, I, I spent, I spent, I spent many of the summer in Ardmore, and he was Christ. He was a big man, like you know. So. He's himself and Declan there. They were the two of the strongest, naturally strongest men I ever ever played against. You know, yeah. the natural thing was incredible. Sean, he fell from Carroll too, right? He was the only other player I ever came across with the same natural strength as him. Right. Yeah. You know, Sean, oh man, I think Sean he was some talent. Yeah, like yeah, he, yeah. You, you talk about for the sport, we just talk one for a second. Hurlers, football, soccer, darts, golf, snow. He could play everything. Jeez, but he hate this. As I say, he always had the strength of a blow arse and the brains of a rock and half. I used to tell him. Oh, yeah, right. the back, but yeah. I suppose, yeah, I, look, you spoke about DJ. You'd have to throw Henry Sheffield into the, you'd have to throw Henry Sheffield into the mix. There were some extremely good player players down through the, down through the years as well. And we, we, we played against them all. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we lost, we lost them. We 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 won against them. It's some great days. And I suppose one of my final questions, Dermot, is that I know that you're. Sorry, and I do go back. Sorry, you go back to the. You go back. You go back to that Offaly team, right? Yeah. Talk about Offaly. Jeez, the players there. The tries, Pickingtons, Dooleys. Jeez, ah, I remember. Go back. Was it the ninety ninety nine dollars semi-final? Semi-final. Semi-final. Brian Clark comes all the time in the world, just comes to clear the ball. John Troy comes out and over. 
flicks the ball away and taps the ball out and runs away as if nothing fucking happened. Yeah, yeah. Ah, some of them awfully players, it's time to wheel in. It's my God, the duel is the try. It's whack players. Incredible, incredible players. Sorry, no, Sorry for going to crash. No, you're grand. Really you're grand. It's nice. Uh, I suppose, dear man, finally then, I suppose, before I let you go, I suppose, is that your... You're a mad sportsman as well, because like, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just see, because I follow you through Benchwarmers on Instagram and I see that like every Man United post, every Marcus Rashford post, every Anthony Marshall post, you're a mad Man United fan, are you? Oh, absolutely. We were, look, when I, look, oh, that <laughs> one there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I forgot for the sun tomorrow. We're playing Burnley after dinner. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do. I've always loved Man United from age of four or five years since it was first introduced to the game oh, I was like go back years through, through the great players that I had you know I, I love watching it it's um, you know it just it was always something else to to, to learn it's, it's a very interesting game but Manchester United has always been, been a huge part of my a part of my life as well you know uh, you, so, you happy you happy with Ali, Gally, Ali Gunner do you think he's the right man for the job look again it's the, it's I suppose look it's the hand of cards are dealt with. Has he players that are good enough? Yes, there's absolutely the talent in the squad. Um, I think over the last number of months there has been progress. Uh, now during the Europa semi-final, they're sitting in the Premier League. Okay, we don't settle for second. There's no um, you know, second place will never get you anywhere. But I, I think there has been progress. I think the reintroduction of Palva back into the team over the last couple of weeks again, like it's it's no coincidence when he was out the team for eight games. That there was a slump yeah. because there was other players around him, like so Fernandez and all these guys were blasting when he was in the squad and when he was in the team, then he got injured. But so it's it's no it's no surprise to me, you know, that they are no back dominating teams again. Like yeah. you take matches every game a couple of weeks ago, they completely dominated them. Games that played pre or subsequently since they, they've been dominating most opponents, you know. Yeah, but yeah. then we get the results. Some say actually only winning one nil or two nil, it's hard to watch sometimes, but the results game. Why yeah. do you keep the score? You know, it's a result of the game. That's what we keep the score. Yeah. The other thing I suppose I'd ask you is that I'd be De- Dennis Welsh's wife would have been a relation of mine, a cousin, and I, he always said he coached the water for footballers, and he said yeah. that Brick Walsh was one of the best skater footballers he ever saw. He said he would have walked into the Kerry team. Do you think? Are you a bit jealous yeah. of the soccer? Are you a bit jealous of the soccer players that you could move from one club to the other? Would you love to see that in GA that you could move around intercounty? Yeah, you like to see Brick playing a couple of months. The cup finals there was oh my god, he's he was an exceptional. But but I think that was just down to him as well. His yeah. his desire to be the best, uh, the best he could be in a given day, be it game of hurling, a game of football. Um, no, I I don't think I don't think I'd like to see. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd like to see a transfer market within Gaelic games. Um, you know, be cool enough to, wouldn't it? Yeah, like if there was, it open up some serious debates. Yeah, who yeah. you would like or who you wouldn't like or are bits and pieces, but no. Um, you know, we've seen a couple of intercounty transfers over the last number of years, especially in football, that have created quite a yeah, yeah. quite a quite a stir in bits and pieces. And I don't yeah. think I don't think the GA is built for that. Yeah. Um I, I really don't, you know, a couple of football ones. No, I, I just don't think so. Yeah, okay, it's... if you're moving from if you're if you're moving from Cork to to carry the hurling, but if if you're moving from Cork to Tipperary and hurling, yeah. it's, you know, and that's with great respect. I don't mean that to be disrespectful to Kerry by any means because in Division 2 nationally, they've made serious stride. Um, so, you know, I, I just don't think to let the level be Tevez to Man City, I can see it. Seamus Herndy to yeah. Waterford. Jeez, that Tevez to Man City was. Yeah. 
it's still one that really like which might with the Man City too. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But that Tevez Man City, what I don't know what happened that time between yeah. Ferguson and Sam. What it was like, he was a huge last match. Yeah. Like that. And I but suppose... no, I, I don't think I don't, I don't think Shamey would ever. Uh, I don't think he'd ever brave enough to pull that one. Well, yeah, I we think he's, leave him anyway. he's old fellas Waterford, like so. Watch out, like he's you know. Waterford man, yeah. yeah. Jeez, so... No, no but... don't, don't worry. I've yeah. seen Sham dedicated. I've seen him dedicate himself over the last number yeah, of years, yeah. and he's seen the way he's dedicated himself over the last number of months to to, to the cause. So look, yeah. just wait because we're talking about. I think he's going to be massive for us this year. Well, hopefully, I really right? believe I really yeah. believe Sham is going to be massive part of this. Team, yeah, yeah, you know, it's he's, he's injury free. He's coming back in a really good condition. He's going to be massive. And even I suppose quickly, I suppose because conscious time is that he never played underage either. Because there's a lot of hurlers and in, in, isn't it Brian Lohan, the great clear hurler? I don't think he ever no, played. Yeah. He never played never minor. Played yeah, no. but so, Sham came through. I suppose he came through. He, he, he I suppose he he did a bit of grey matter. He went through UCC and he got a, he, he became, he, he made his start out there, you know, and we're, we're great for UCC for bringing through the, the Fitzgibbon Cup scenario, but it just goes to show you, you don't have to be involved in development squad systems and players like that. You you can't, if you're good enough, you'll always find your yeah. way. And I suppose, you know? I suppose you're saying there, you're 43, there, you're going to play a bit of junior, hopefully this year. And how I would have got to know is, I think I played against you three or four times, once with Highfield and three yeah. times with Middleton. Like, why why do you still want to go through the agony of, you're surely you're still not playing the rugby, are you? I had to give up the rugby because I have a bit of a ruptured rupture disc in my back, so I guess four right. years ago. Yeah. But, I would still there's not more I'd love to try the I just try the boost there on a Sunday morning going to play a junior rugby or senior rugby. I love the game. It was yeah. I always thought when I would give up into county uh hurling I needed something to, to to be a new focus on. I went to Highfield for two years. I got very, very lucky to get a break there, play two years senior AIL. Why did you give uh, why, why why did you give up hurling so young? Like I think you were only thirty. I just had right? enough of it. Yeah. Yeah, I just had enough of it. I, I just I just at that stage I just I, I just really you had enough there was that you said there was the strike and the turmoil and bits and pieces and oh, there was rumours there was rumours going around it was because they brought in the helmet law because you never wore helmets she's ah, <laughs> not that came a few years after but I uh, no I just felt at the time you know what I just have enough of this I just want something different so um, got a said I, I, I always was interested in the game rugby always watch it um, went to Highfield trained a number of times Played a couple of played a couple of junior games up there, um, and after maybe eight or ten weeks, I found myself playing senior rugby, yeah. which was which was a huge, as you know from the playing the game, it was a huge, huge step. You know, I started out in the wing, um, played played two years in the wing for Highfield, transferred to Middleton then, and and played full back, you know, for for a good number of years in the AL again. So. You might, you, you, know, you, 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 you would have made a fine. Well, that they weren't bad, like, but like, you know, the funny thing people say there's no skill in rugby, but you can see it. The guys that play it from an early age, they just have the. I, I, I think if you played rugby a lot earlier, you would have made a fine rugby player, like you know, like I remember just oh. listening to Mick Galway a few weeks ago, and he was saying, like, it's an awful shame, really. Like, if we nearly focused on one sport, we'd be the best at it, like you know. Yeah, and that was my thing. Yeah, I was always drawn, but yeah, I. Like I'd, I'd even even take the even take um Ireland and France to the women's international. This the, the skill level there, yeah, huge, yeah. incredible, Massive, incredible, yeah. Yeah. incredible skill levels. Like, but it, 
again, it goes it, it goes back to your fundamentals of the game. If I if I learned the fundamentals earlier of tackling, maybe passing, and, and whatnot, it it could have been different, you know. But my, my course had already uh, taken its own path. But no, I actually loved playing rugby every last minute I played, you know. Yeah. Last game I played, was the last game I played above against the uh, a go above in the back pitch against Dolphin and on nice. Monday night. Yeah. Uh, so if it's the world, I think there was there was only fifteen each. Was a, a junior game was played on Monday night. My back had been at me. I remember that I cracked that night, and yeah. I, I just that was it then. But yeah, loved yeah. every minute of it. Loved yeah, you, every minute of it. You obviously had a bit of gas, like because I always thought you'd make a fine hooker, you know. So, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's awesome. Surely you're on the pack. No, but you see, I was very lucky, right? I was very good defensively. I, I, I could read body language, body shape, bits and pieces. So that's why I probably ended up pulling back because yeah. I had a good pair of hands, right? I, yeah. I, I don't think I ever dropped the ball and just kicked back. Yeah. And then I, I had a massive boot in me, so I could either boot a three quarters of the way back the field or run it and do something. So, yeah. you know, it was uh, not his guess. I, I wouldn't like to see myself alongside in the pack again. I, I, I remember it actually just talking side is that I remember the time you caught that ball against Kilkenny. It's a famous YouTube and hopped off the two. Yeah. Can you name the two Kilkenny fellas you hopped off, can you? Oh, Jesus. Mark Comerford was on it, sir. I never even took any notice. I know the other fella because. The, I went to school with the other fella, Connor Phelan. You know, he's back in Falbridge. Connor Phelan, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very actually well. he was actually a very good rugby player, also. You know, so that's why. why I really yeah, yeah. Very that's Yeah, yeah. But uh, finally, I suppose, Dermot, I, I, I do this with all my guests. I'll finish with yeah. uh, to leave you go. Sixty second questions for a fire a few questions at you, and you've to think in the spot. All right. All right. So. All right. I'll do my best. Favorite food. Bacon. Our, our favourite golf course? Oh jeez, where's the golf course? Uh, golf course. <laughs> Can we all start again, will you? Right. Come back, we'll remind you from before again. Alright, alright. Uh, our favourite food? Bacon and turnip. Um, Westlife or Boyzone? Westlife. Leg day or chest day? I have a great pair of legs. Proudest moment? I, I didn't get them by luck. Right. Proudest moment? Uh, on or off the field? Uh, well, we'll say on the field, just not to get you in trouble. <laughs> yeah. On the field, um, I'll be, well, I suppose, happy with my first honor tonight, which I'll be Craziest thing you've ever done? Craziest thing I've ever done. Jeez, I let up for the time on this one. Oh, come on. Oh, oh life. Fuck's sake. All right. We, we come back to it. Tea or coffee? Give up, give up with the county order to go play rugby. All right. That's a good one. Uh, tea or coffee? Tea. Barry's. Favourite film? Oh, Jesus. Oh, I have a hundred man films in my head. No one asked. No thank you. Oh yeah, it's just the same. Uh, go to karaoke song. Don't give up till it's over. Win the World Cup. Win the World Cup or win the Masters. Or the Masters. Uh, favorite holiday. South Africa. And uh, favorite chocolate bar. 
Turkish delight. Alright. No bother. That's it, Dermot. You you just about survived. Yeah. I <laughs> just about made it in, yeah. I just yeah, made yeah. it yeah, yeah. No bother. Sure look yeah. here. Best of luck with Cork this year and uh sure I'll be on I'll be on January, I'll have your number and uh, let me know if if you want me to get out those drinks company and a few other things. Yeah, text, text me or text me your address after because I'll come to staff and box and stuff when I drop out tonight. Sound dear, man. Here, look, right. I hope you, I, it'd be great to see you in all Ireland this year, so we'll be shouting you on the show, please, God. All right? Yeah, everyone, yeah, I will chat. No bother. Thanks, dear, man. Don't forget to text me. Cheers, I will. Sound dear, Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again to former Cork hurler, dear, O'Sullivan. I must say I really enjoyed that, as I do all my guests. Um, as I said there, I played against dear, three or four times in the rugby, and I can tell you, you don't want to get a shoulder off that guy, no matter what age he is, he's still got it. But um, no, it was lovely to speak to Dermot. Remember, you can get this podcast every Wednesday. You can get it on Spotify or wherever else you get your podcast. It was a bit later this week getting it out. But uh, I'm Neville O'Donoghue. Until next time, see you later.